Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Well, hello, everybody. This is Jesse Salee, the production and worship coordinator for Entourage Ministries. I still get to have the honor of doing the podcasts and being the production side of podcasts, but today I have the honor to be in the mic once again. And I also get to coordinate the worship for Entourage Ministry events. So every second Tuesday, I get to come alongside and co-lead with women all over um, the area from different churches, denominations, generations, and it's it's really a pleasure. So if you're around Durant, Oklahoma, every second Tuesday, we'd love to have you and worship with us. Um, but today, I have the honor of talking about something very near and dear to my heart, a project that has exploded literally and figuratively, <laughs> um, and it is called the Chispa Garden. And what the Chispa Garden is, is a cut flower garden that I started in the backyard of our entourage ministry house. So the place that we office out of in Durant, Oklahoma, off of 9th and Texas Street, I just started a garden. And um, it. I started it in April, and it is now October of recording this in 2020. And the garden is just an annual summer cut flower garden. There are lots of beautiful flowers, zinnias, marigolds, sunflowers, cosmos, purple basil, and a few other flowers that I tried to grow that failed completely. The seeds didn't germinate. I didn't even see one sprout from them, and I'm okay to share my failure with you as well. (laughs) But um, I just want to talk about my whole journey with Chispa Garden, what it's meant to me personally, and how it's really ministered and come alongside the ministry of Entourage this year. So the reason I started the Chispa Garden was because of my passion for gardening. In 2019, I actually graduated in November from the Master Gardener class, which is a program that started in the 70s because horticulturalists decided and saw the need of of that gap between the education of what you need to know and what people don't know about gardening, whether that is commercially, trees, plants, fruit and vegetables, there's just a lot of information needed and a lot of chemicals and a lot of science behind it. So they made this master gardener program in the 70s where um, people can volunteer to take this program and learn how to come alongside the, the extension offices in every state of the United States and help people to educate them on gardening. So I graduated in November of 2019, and that was actually the day that I found out I was pregnant with Sage, my first baby that I had in July of this year. So so not only did I grow a garden, I got to grow a baby. So that was really fun and probably really bad timing to have a garden in peak season whenever I had a baby. But, but my friend Paige helped me a lot with watering, so... 
<laughs> but in March of 2020, this year, we all know that COVID-19 shut everything down. And um, there was a stirring of, in my heart to still be a part of something with Master Gardener starting to garden. I actually didn't grow up gardening. My family is not gardeners. We're not farmers. We're not ranchers. I'm like a small town city girl. So I'm not even a big city girl. I'm not even a country girl. I'm like in between. I don't know. <laughs> but um, so I just had the stirring in my heart to do something. And actually this cut flower garden just on a personal level has meant a lot to me especially my first pregnancy, you have to squat a lot. <laughs> it really didn't help me breathe and do well during my pregnancy. All you women that have had kids prior probably can relate to that. Uh, I do recommend having a garden <laughs> when you're pregnant, um, but maybe not uh, have your baby whenever you're, you should be cutting your flowers. So, so when everything shut down in March, I thought, oh, it would be great to have a garden. And I just felt the stirring from the Lord that I should do it um, at the ministry house to just give flowers away. And so I told my husband, my birthday is February 24th. So right at the end of February, I said, if I could just, instead of having a birthday gift, if I could just use that money to start a garden, would that be okay? And my husband said, yeah, that's totally fine. So he was on board with it. Entourage Ministries gave me a birthday gift card being on board with it, and it was exactly the amount of money I needed. Of course it was, because the Lord provides in, in everything that um, we say yes to, to be His hands and feet that He wants to be done. And um, I also wanted, I also got the education from specifically about a cut flower garden by Aaron Benzikane who is just this crazy, awesome mover and shaker that owns Florette Flowers, Florette Farm, and it's in Skagit Valley, Washington. And she, her education and love for her flowers in a cut flower garden that she commercially did on only two acres of land, and now it's 24 acres, and she's the first show that's going to be on Magnolia Network from the Gaines. And so... Uh, because of her love of flowers, uh, the statistics for cut flowers in America is very small because we usually import them from Europe. And just because of Florette Farms, um, in the next decade, we could have more flowers in the United States than are actually imported in Europe. So I've been bit just like so many other people. I just love it. I just am so thankful to know um, how much simpler it is to grow flowers in so that's what I did. But before I go into a little more of that, um, I named Chispa Garden um, because my major in college was Spanish. And so Chispa is actually a Latin word, and there's not a direct translation in English, but um, it's, a little, it's almost synonymous with saying somebody has spark or potential. Um, but chispa specifically means that something's not dead, but it's not completely alive. So it is really specific to a seed because seeds, you wouldn't look at a seed and go, oh, that's dead, but you wouldn't look at it and say it's reached its fullest potential. And that's exactly what chispa is. And Antoinette, my friend, actually shared a word with me about chispa, 
um, specifically that word spark that it means. And I'm going to read a little bit um, about what she sent to me uh, really quick. And she said, several years ago, something stood out to me while watching Harry Potter. (laughs) I know, I know, just track with me, LOL. (laughs) In the world of Harry Potter, a person born to two magic parents and yet cannot perform magic themselves is called a squib. The literal definition of a squib is a match that won't spark. So during this season, she said, I especially grieve for the church in that while so much power is available to us through the Holy Spirit, we walk in so little. The majority of the body of Christ are squibs, matches that won't spark with the life and power of the Holy Spirit. In the verse, um, we put alongside Chispa Garden whenever we give away these cut flowers. Um, there's a verse that I put with it, which is 1 Corinthians 15, 36 through 38. And it says, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel, perhaps of wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as he has chosen and to each kind of seed, its own body. So with this cut flower garden, it has become Not just about flowers, not just about helping me physically get ready to have a baby, even though that helped tremendously. Thank you, Lord, for your multi-purposes and things. Um, It is a sign of potential and spark that that whenever we are dead in our sins, dead in our transgressions, um, God always has compassion on us and says, you are mine, you are good, and you have potential, you have spark. Tiene chispa, you have chispa. (laughs) And if you just bravely surrender yourself, bury yourself in the ground, give up um, the life that you're not living in for full life to live in Him, you can bloom, you can grow. So from that, I just wanted to um, tell you a few things that I specifically learned from this garden. There's so many things, but these are just a few things that I've learned. Firstly, seeds want to grow. Just give them the right atmosphere to do so. (laughs) Otherwise, they get stressed. So I found myself in these flowers (laughs) because um, it's very true. Seeds, flowers, weeds, things. I'm sure a lot of you know that a lot of things grow that you don't want to, and then a lot of things don't grow that you do want to. (laughs) But they all want to grow. It just needs the right atmosphere. And then secondly, what I learned is all full-grown plants start from seed, which is so funny to say, but it's simple, and I'm just saying it literally because we forget where things come from, and I found it hard for me to believe in the seed, in chispa, and the potential that it would be something. Because whenever I started the flower garden, it was the first garden I ever did, There were about four different varieties of seeds that didn't germinate. So, of course, I thought, what am I doing wrong? And whenever the seeds started to grow directly from the ground, I did not believe that the tiny sprouts could actually become full-blown flowers. Um, But it is October, and I was very wrong. (laughs) But I completely understand why it's so scary Um, that beginnings are so humble because 
I could not see the end product, one, because I didn't trust in myself enough, and two, because I actually couldn't see uh, the promise that a seed would be something else because I didn't actually believe in the seed also being that plant that I grew in the ground. There was a, a quote on Instagram that I saw, and it didn't have like an author, the person it was quoted from, but it said, a seed grows with no sound, but a tree falls with huge noise. Destruction has noise, but creation is quiet. This is the power of silence. Grow silently. And um, that, yeah, that I definitely agree with that. And um, and it makes me think of Christine Kane whenever she talks about she's so lucky that she didn't grow up in this day and age of media and Instagram and the spotlight on you at all times if you let it. She said she got to grow quietly and she got to grow in the dark. And, and whenever she was ready, the Lord called her. And it didn't matter that she wasn't 19 at the time. But what did matter is that she grew quietly and the plants grow quietly. And yep, when this frost will come, they will die <laughs> with flying colors and they'll be black in a day. Um, but over the months that I got to see them grow, the Lord reminded me that if I trust him, that things do grow out of seed, out of nothing, out of just potential, out of just a dream, out of just a promise. And also, the closer I was to the miracle of life, of just being in a garden, of seeing something grow, the more I actually remembered my place in the world. I was blessed to steward what God gave me, but I could never make the seed. I could never make the soil. I could never make the water. I could never make the sun. And Paige talked about last week about the four gardens. And if you go back to the first garden, whenever God actually told Adam and Eve to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, God actually said it was his tree. It wasn't even Satan's tree, even though he was there to tempt them at that tree. It was actually God's tree because Adam and Eve were his creation and the creator so kindly invited them in as guests into his garden as children that the father would bring, but not everything was theirs. The father still owned it. So when Eve ate from the knowledge of good and evil, she decided that she wanted to be the creator. And then whenever she gave the apple to Adam, she no longer accepted Adam for who she was. She said, you can be my other half if you can be something else that you're not, which is pretend to be the creator as well. And it makes me think, how often do I um, put stipulations or preconceived um, responsibility on my husband, on friends, on family, and say, you're responsible for this, but I forget out of fear that God is responsible for everything. I just get to sit and enjoy and obey and work and celebrate life that He has given me. So the closer I was to the ground— the closer I knew that God was the one in charge. And it was very humbling because I also understood that I underplayed my expectations out of fear and failure 
Um, and, and I even had, at the very beginning, I said, oh, well, this is a test trial this year. The seeds, some seeds didn't work. These are growing, but they'll probably die. <laughs> and maybe next year I'll have learned and I'll get to, um, I'll get to celebrate and give these flowers away to, for a baby shower and for ministries possibly one of the conferences that we get to do. And through all of my failure and triumph and through the months of just watering and weeding and chopping up and pruning the plants so that they grow right and multiply more flowers, um, by the end of the summer, trusting the Lord, not myself, I actually this year got to have the flowers provided got to provide the flowers for our conference and got to provide flowers for a baby shower, which I thought was just uh, a wish of mine, but it was actually the desire of God's heart that I got to be a part of. And alongside those things, we gave over a hundred bouquets to people this summer. And then our garden kind of died a little and, and I thought it was over. And then there was a heavy rain for a week and I realize God waters way better than I do. And what's really funny with that is we are now moved from Texas and 9th Street, and we have a different building, and we have new potential with new land for next year, but the garden is still on Texas Street, and it's blooming, and there's it's right by 9th Street. is a very busy street, and people get to drive by and enjoy all the flowers bloomed that I did not water. <laughs> but the father did. And so I just I just love that it's being used in a different way. I love that I got to be a part of something um that wasn't just a dream of mine but was but was willed by the father. And it ministered to women and I don't know the extent of all of them because I actually wasn't just the giver of the flowers entourage ministries as a whole. Um, I just gave that release that it is a ministry and that anybody who wanted to cut flowers and give away flowers could, and they did. Praise the Lord. Next year, it will actually be on Trials Ministries Garden. I'll just get to help do that, and we'll see how that goes. But to all those women that we gave the bouquets to, there was a lot of feedback and a lot of encouragement that they received from it. And I just want to share 1 Corinthians 14.3. It says, The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. And even though the flowers were what was gifted, oftentimes there were words that were received with them. And it was very encouraging to these women. And there were prophetic times where I specifically received a word from the Lord of where the flowers needed to be. So not only did was God in charge of the seeds, of the soil, of the sun, and of the water, He was in charge of the hearts that got to receive the gift that I got to give, just my hands got to give. So Father, I just thank You so much for what She's Garden is, for the gifts that we did get to put in women's hands, and the potential of life that not only comes forth from your beautiful design in the creation of plants, but it also comes forth in your beautiful design 
of creation of man. And I just pray that the encouragement that was received from women multiplies into encouragement to others, that the life given from the ground multiplies into more seeds and more life given later. And Father, I just pray that that I remember my place as creation and I just get to look up at you as the creator and just be in awe and, and so thankful that I get to be a part in the little things of your grand design. And Father, I just pray for the seeds that want to live. They just want to grow, that we make the right atmospheres for it, that we are the laborers amidst a harvest that is great. And we say, you know what? We will be the hands, even if there's not enough. And Father, I pray that more hands join us. We thank you for this time and we thank you for this day. Bless every woman who hears this and may they be brave enough to try something where they have to trust you in order to succeed. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 